Hello and welcome to the TNN show. Welcome to another episode. After another grueling weekend of English Premiership football, this is the best show English Premiership in the whole world, I imagine. Today we're going to be discussing United's false start. A lot of people had been saying United have turned the corner, they're not playing well. You know, they're going to be consistent till now, till the end of the season and win a lot of trophies. But they got what they deserved. A defeat versus Arsenal. <laughs> they played poor. So I'll give Basil the chance to go through what United has been, how United has been performing and what led to the Arsenal defeat. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> firstly, I'll, uh, I'll start with the recent game against Arsenal. Um, that was a very bad performance, I must say. I'm a Manchester United supporter, but that was a very, very bad performance. Because uh, if we see that, we thought that the 4-4-2 diamond formation was the ideal style of play for Manchester United after a tremendous victory against uh, RFB Leipzig and on over the world on Wednesday, that was a good performance, I must say. And I probably think that the, the players got overhyped and they were too confident to think that they would just um, uh, take an easy win over Arsenal. So I should give credit to Arsenal, Mikel Ateta. That was uh, it was mentally and physically prepared for Manchester United, and I think. Players like um, Paul Pogba, there is a lot of frustration from Arsenal made sure that they frustrated the Manchester United. I mean, they stifled the play, they clogged the, the central areas, and their creativity was just stifled, as, as you can see. And um, pointing to the team itself, not the game, it's, I personally think that as much as my, um, my teammates, Benza, would want to disagree to that, I think it's very high time that. Or the Ghana soldier leaves the, the <laughs> managerial position, the managerial position for, for Manchester United. Because in my own view, um, he's not been consistent. Of course, we have the players, of course, they also have to contribute to the play of Manchester United, but then they have not been consistent. What happens is that Olegana Socha wins two games for Manchester United. And then the next two, three or four games he loses, he wins the next game. That's what's keeping him in position right now. For him to be safe for his job, he has to get nine points for the next three games. I think it's Manchester City. Uh, that's a tough game as well. Uh, Leeds, that's a tough game. And West Brom, maybe that will be a walkover. But you never know with the type of play we're doing right now. So I, I basically think that Manchester United are, are playing very dismally and right now they're sitting on the 15th position i'm i'm very sad to say this but uh, this is very very disappointing and i'm not impressed the type of play that manchester United is doing i'm not a biased I'm an analyst i'm a football fanatic but i'm just giving my honest opinion it's it's very very sad honestly uh, we're glad to hear you speak from the heart and uh, most of the time, what comes from the heart is the most honest uh, of opinions and how you feel. Mm. So I'm going to ask another Manchester United fan, this time the prophet, Brian, to just give us solutions, okay, so, so, solutions, so, so, solutions. Just yeah. one minute, yeah. just one minute before, before I go on. I think the whole team should be basically discouraged out. Such one, okay, if personally, <laughs> I think I would be a better coach than Oligar. Scratch uh, David De Gea. 
put Dean Henderson, scratch um, Maguire, put him out, put John Zebe, put Alexis um, uh, Tellers, I mean, uh, Alex Tellers, let him overlap, go, pick the, play the back three, put Aaron Wan Bissaka, let him go up front. Do not play Fred. Do not play Scott McDominion. That's Carabao type of play. They are not supposed to be playing for that team. Put Matic here. Matic deserves to be in the team. He was playing very well. Why is he out of the team? Is it because of the names? We have the Pogba's, we have the Bruno Fernandes, we have the Rashford. Play Cavani. Why aren't you playing Cavani? You're playing Greenwood. Yes, he's in form, but he's not a, a player we're supposed to rely on when it comes to winning the league. I'm very disappointed. I'm actually surprised that you still believe uh, winning the league. You're talking about winning the league. I think you guys are 10 years away from that. Let's hear from Brian. Maybe you'll give us the solutions because you've given us the problems. I want Brian to give us the solutions. What should Manchester United do moving forward from this predicament? Um, look, first, first, first things first. Yeah, first things first. I am against the idea of firing Ole. He, he can't be fired. You can't fire Ole Gunn. And the main reasoning behind that, right, is not performance-based. It's how we've fired how many? Three coaches who've said the three things about the team and have been experiencing the same problem. We're going to enter a cycle that's never going to end if you want to fire Ole Gunn because we're still going to get a new coach, give him the few players he needs the first season. Next season, he wants players. You don't give him his players. He performs bad. You sack him. You get a new coach. So you're just taking us back to another top four entrance and then restart to a bad season. So for me, the problem with Ole is the problem with United mainly is team management. Ole's team management is off. I, I don't I don't agree with his team management. Basically, like Basil said, I only I agree with scratching some players. The DDG has been performing quite well these days because there's competition I would say but I would start Henderson instead of him Maguire reserve team I would put Alex to Anzebe Luke Shaw substitute Pogba has to play yeah there's no there's no two ways about that because he's our best midfielder the problem that happened yesterday against Arsenal in my opinion is he wanted to play a midfield diamond with Fred he was not supposed to play Fred at DM Fred was constantly moving out of position he was supposed to play Matic or McTominay, who was more natural in that role. The diamond was not going to work with Fred, who was constantly going out of position. That's why he changed the formation in the second half. Fred wasn't supposed to start. I don't know what people see in Fred or why people wanted Fred to start. Fred was not supposed to start. Midfield diamond was supposed to get a natural DM. Put Matic. Give Pogba liberty to go up front. Don't give him defensive duties. Why is Rashford playing like a center forward and not a striker? Let him play like a striker. Why is he coming back to help play make? Play Van der Beek on the right. Play Van der Beek, Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Matic. What's the problem? There's no, there's no problem with trying it out. Matic is rigid enough. There's no way you're going to break through an Arsenal defense if you don't have enough creativity in your midfield. It's almost impossible with the way he set up his defense. So... Yesterday, how can you expect to win if you have Fred in your team? So for Manchester United and how it's inconsistent is because Ole has shit team management. Sorry for the language. His team management is shit. And this thing of constantly changing formations. Stick to one formation. Use the formation. Perfect it. It's simple. It's, 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 and, and, and in terms of starting Cavani, I don't trust Cavani. He's too old. First of all, I don't trust him. I, I don't trust Cavani. 
I don't trust that guy. I, I, I need to be honest with you. I would rather, I would rather have Greenwood up front and Rashford. That gives us pace. If we have a midfield that's creative enough, that pace can harm teams. You're not going to beat Rashford or Greenwood. And Greenwood has significantly gone stronger. I don't know if you noticed how, how gravitational he was in the box yesterday. He tried by all means not. He doesn't lose position easily anymore. And that's a, a trait Pogba has. Pogba probably taught Mason Greenwood. But, but that's a different story. But that, that's how I feel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, I think fans like Brian Benz are part of the problem on Manchester United. <laughs> because he's probably after the match, he goes to all the Ghana social inbox and hype him up. And my manager, keep it up. You are doing good work. But in actual fact, there is a dark cloud hanging on Manchester United. The whole team, there's like a dark cloud that is hanging very much. And I, I the formation that he gave, the, the players that he gave, yeah. the first level, that's the ideal formation for me, personally. The gear is doing good, but but I mean, just for the sake of changing things, uh, hoping that, we're just being optimistic, hoping that things are going to change, hoping that everything's going to go. Let's remove all that garbage, all those matches, or, I mean, the free squad that dominates. And then we put the team that you say, it might, it might work, it might not work. I wouldn't know, but enough. Um, I don't know, I don't okay. know okay. what you Okay, before Nigel goes, before Nigel goes, I, ju I just want to say something, right? <clears throat> I think I sent a line-up yesterday. Um, what was the reason of not starting Van der Beek, Pogba, and Bruno Fernandes in the midfield, right? And then having a rigid DM as Matic. Take the risk. If we see that it's too open, change the formation as soon as you can. There's no, there's no harm in taking that risk. But I guarantee you, Pogba, VDB, and Bruno Fernandes in that midfield would create so much, so much passes, especially Van der Beek. That's a good trade of his. We would have beaten Arsenal easily. This fraid you guys like too much. This fraid, Fred and McTominay that you guys like too much. Ah. But to mm, share, those to guys, to that. and so it all goes to the Ghana social. You see, you're actually given better, better ideas for the Manchester United team. You're saying they should play Van Dijk, they should play this place. You're actually giving better squad. But for later, <laughs> frustrating. Um, I'll, um, I'll leave it yeah. up to Nigel to to put these Manchester United fans in their place. Give us a, a I, fair verdict. I agree with what. Um, Basil is saying about um, giving you know some fresh, some freshness to the squad, and I also agree with what Ben's saying. I don't think firing Ole would really change anything, you know, um, in the long run. That is, because if you look at it, it's 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 almost if it's a recurring problem that's happening at Manchester United. The managers that come and they leave, they complain about the same thing. It's not. It's not. It's not anything new, right? And obviously, this season they didn't. For some reason, they didn't get the players that they wanted. I don't know why, but that's another. That's a different issue. That's Ed Woodward. That's that's another thing. Yes. Uh, but in terms of the playing and the formation and stuff, I think okay, fine. If he decides that he's going to play the diamond, then I think like what Ben's is saying, he puts someone in there who's very rigid, Montomino Matic. Right, who's who, the sole purpose is just to sit in there and 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 and, and just win the ball when, when Manchester United don't have the ball, and you play people that are creative around him, 
um, Van der Beek, Fernandes and Pogba, obviously that'll, that'll be the first three that come to mind. Because I think it's not like it's not like those guys don't work off the ball. They do. They will work off the ball, especially Bruno Fernandes and 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 Van der Beek, Pogba. I'm not so sure, but they, he'll 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 do he'll do they'll do the work, and I think that's much better than chop one week. Sunday you play this, Wednesday you play that, and you know, then Saturday you play another thing as well. It doesn't even the players they don't they don't know what to adjust to. They don't know what's gonna what's suiting them. What you know what's sitting right with them because you're chopping and changing every week. But for me, Maguire, <laughs> they need to kick him out. Maguire needs to go. I honestly do not see what other people see in Maguire. But I okay. think it's gonna be easy if you name the players that will stay in the team rather than the players to go out. Because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of players who go out of the team. <laughs> ah, but yeah. And also the okay. Dean Henderson and DDG situation. It's difficult because if you're gonna take out DDG, right, it's gonna create a problem where this guy, he's, he's still a high quality keeper. It's not like he's he's now low. He's not like he's going to retirement or anything like that. No, he's still you know good age for a keeper. Etc. Etc. So it, it it becomes very difficult. And at the same time, you don't want Dean Henderson just sitting on the bench. He's young. He's fresh. He's a good goalkeeper. As he showed last season. So you want him on the field. For me, the first mistake was having both of them. That's where the first mistake was. I think one had to go. One of them had to go because the moment you have those two, there's going to be issues. You're going to have a problem because they're very good goalkeepers, both of them. Yeah. Uh, From Nigel, his verdict, uh, very, very honest, quite honest. Let me just give you the facts of what happened yesterday. Arsenal's first win at Old Trafford in 14 years. The last one was September 2006. <laughs> Not even Van Gaal or Mourinho lost to Arsenal. This Ole guy loses to Arsenal. Seven mm. points in the first six games, the lowest since 2013-14 season with David Moyes. No wins. <laughs> no wins. <laughs> Wait, no wins in the first four home games this season. 3-1 versus Palace. 6-1 versus Tottenham, 0-0 versus Chelsea, 1-0 defeat versus Arsenal. You see how bad it is, guys. This is the first time since 1973. It's bad. Okay, wait, wait, Naz, let me just, okay, yeah. before you continue, yeah. before you continue yes. with your facts, yeah. I just want people to get something straight. Look, I hear what people say about inconsistency, right? But guys, let's let's look at the games United has been winning. Okay, I'll just chop this up quickly. Leipzig committed tactical suicide. That's why we beat them 5-0. It was not United's tactical progress exactly. that gave us Leipzig. It was Leipzig's tactical suicide. That's mm. and so let's look at that, guys. It's not like we are going to versus Leipzig. We are performing very good. We performed against a team that committed tactical suicide. Put that in mind. Yeah. Even PSG, PSG can't defend for anyone. I was about to agree. I was about to agree with Brian because when United win, they don't win convincingly. It's always because mm. maybe the opposition was that bit poor. They don't win because mm. they're brilliant. 
they win because and, that yeah. the person is poor. So and they're consistent you know bad. Yeah, and that's really <laughs> sad. We haven't had a good game. Yeah, and you know those those big games that we win, that's what's still keeping the coach, so the manager is called Manchester United. Because he wins those big games and he gives us hope that we're going to perform better uh, on us. But then, uh, still the same result. We lose to four teams. We haven't won four games at home. And, uh, yeah, but he wins those big games because he lets, other, he lets the big teams have the ball. When he has to play against the teams, the smaller teams, as you may say, when he has the ball, he doesn't know what to do with it. He, they yes. are clueless. <laughs> they, yeah, it's wow. Yeah. <laughs> if if you look if you look closely to the Leipzig game, right? <laughs> Leipzig was underestimating United. That's the very first problem they made, right? Upamecano mm. was playing probably further than he usually plays in a normal game. He, was, mm-hmm. he wasn't even supposed to be playing where he was playing. But because it's United, they were overconfident to press like maniacs. But if you press like that against United, they'll tear you apart on the count. You're not going to That's catch Rashford. True. You're mm-hmm. not going to catch. Mason is going to cut in, give Rashford. It's a goal. That's what happened there. It wasn't only his tactical prowess. So we, we have to find a winning formula and stick to it. This winning one big game, one small game is nonsense. Mm-hmm. So when you say when you say that Ole is to find a solution, you be, but you're telling us now that this guy doesn't have any tactical prowess. Why do you still want him in the job? It's like a it's like a contradiction to what you're saying. Why do you want him in the job? Is it good enough? I told you what I I told you one thing, guys. If United had a good history of firing coaches, getting a coach and he performs, I would say Ole out bring a new coach but what's the use of bringing Ole if the next coach is going to suffer the same no, thing no. okay let me tell you yeah, also, because uh, that's that's i think that's a speculation that the next coach is going to come we might just be unfortunate that the previous coaches but Jeffy, i believe that david Moyes wasn't given enough time for Manchester. Manchester United. that's what i think Moyes. Yes, I believe that he wasn't given much time because if you check Dragon Club the first time when he was Liverpool, he wasn't performing so well. He was given much time. There was a time Liverpool was performing badly, but they gave him so much time, and now he won Champions League, he won the league, he won a lot. So but I think I think about, with, yeah. I think with that it's you see the way he's trying to play. You see what he's trying it's like it's like Mikel Arteta you see what he's trying to do you can see it like you don't have to 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 guess you know um and that's another thing like I've always said the difference between Lampard and Ole Lampard you can see what the way he's trying to play Ole is, I can't I personally I can't see what he, what way he's trying to play that's, okay Okay, we bring in Allegri. We bring in, um, let's say we bring in Allegri. We bring in Pochettino. Pochettino. We finish top four. Pochettino says, I need a, I need a defensive um, reinforcement. I need a striker. Woodward says, no. Pochettino finishes number 10. We fire Pochettino. We bring in Allegri. Same cycle. Ole is going to find his way through the team. Give him time. We just have to sacrifice our glory, our glory days. Give him time. If he fails, give him at least one more season with players that he wants. Well, if he fails, then 
I have to be honest, guys. Uh, the owners have been uh. have been uh, known uh, not to care for for the club. The American owners they just want profit. If they let Ole finish the season, if this current performance continues and they let him finish the season, I think that will outright prove that they don't care for the club. They don't give a shit about so. Manchester United. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on now. We're gonna give Nigel a chance to go first. Uh, Chelsea back on course now. Uh, Chelsea looking like they can uh, do something this season. Can they make the top for now? Because for some reason, I I was beginning to doubt their chances. Okay, I don't think anyone ever was like Chelsea won't make top four. I was. <laughs> I don't. That's very that's suicidal. But um, I think if Lampard doesn't see what everyone else saw against Burnley in the last match, then I don't think he's a good manager. Because when he dropped Kante in Kante's position, Chelsea looked balanced. They looked like they have a certain balance to them defensively and going forward. Because Kante, Kante does the job of two people in that role. You know, um, and that's what he does at France, and that's what he can do at Chelsea. You know, um, it Ziyech, I think he's a starter. I don't think there's they, anybody can compete with him down there, right? And said, with what I saw, you know, and what I've seen, I think Havertz Havertz even looked more lively than he that he has for the past what four five games, however many games. Um, I think probably the only thing that was an issue was Werner coming off the left. It probably in the first half he seemed a bit off. I don't know whether it's because he got the last minute, okay, you're coming on now, or that kind of thing, but he seemed a bit, but obviously once he got the goal, everything was cool. Um, but now it becomes a problem where I think if they take out a striker like Tammy Abraham or Giroud and they put Werner up front and they put Pulisic down the left, then they don't have that big body up front where let's say they knock, because not every time you're going to play out from the back and you're going to have the ball. When they knock those long balls forward, who's going to hold them and start to bring in the likes of Pulisic, Ziyech, Havertz, you know, to start playing. And I don't think Werner can do that when he goes up top. So I think that's now the dilemma that you have with that situation. Um, I think Thiago Silva was class. I expect that of him. He's a class centre back, even at his age, better than Maguire any day. Um, um, <laughs> but I do think the best signing so far has been Mendy. I think he's he's. It's not only it's not even about his ability as a goalkeeper, but it's his confidence. And once he has confidence, the defenders have confidence. Joma has confidence. James has confidence. Chiwell has confidence. And, you know, the way he talks, you can hear him. You can hear him shouting. He's, he's a confident goalkeeper. It's not, I think, probably ability-wise, he's not that amazing, but it's his command of his area that's, that's exceptional. I think, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. Okay, this I is one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is one <laughs> opinion from a Chelsea fan, so it has to be growing. Mm. Let, let's give it to someone who hates Chelsea, who doesn't like Chelsea with a passion. 
Let's give it to Brian. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't. I realized I didn't answer the question directly. Yes. Do I think he's found a way? Yes. Yes, he's seen a way against Burnley, but will will Frank Lampard do that? I don't think so. I think he's going to bring in Jorginho again, and well, it's going to be in unbalanced again. That's what I think. Right, 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 right. Let me. I'm. I'm very well prepared for this question because <laughs> I'm. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, Chelsea has a way of working, like reverse how Menu works. Menu is winning against big teams; they lose against small teams. Huh? Chelsea, mm-hmm. you cannot. You cannot praise a coach for winning against a team sitting camping on relegation position, like Burnley. Guys, but it's the way he's playing. If if we give any one of us Chelsea here to play against Burnley, we're gonna win the same way Lampard won that game. Lampard, Lampard doesn't doesn't does not know how to use his team yet. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced on how he uses his team yet. What I can what I can only agree on, what I can only <clears> agree <throat> on, he had a better starting eleven. He had a better starting eleven than he had. However, Harvard should I feel for him to to perfect his winning formula, Havitz should go and sit in the bench. Pulitzer should be starting first. Werner should be starting. Ziyech should be starting. Kante should be in position. It's literally that simple. Havitz has no place in Chelsea. So being unbiased without hate, without anything, their performance against Burley was good. But guys, we can't we can't be using that to 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 come up to a conclusion to say Lampard has found the winning formula. It's, it's really hard for you to say that. It's against Burnley. Let him play a better opposition the same way, and then we can have the discussion, has he found the formula? I'm not convinced because it's Burnley, not at all. Especially because Burnley is sitting at number 20 on the log right now. Did his team have more balance, though? His team looked balanced. That's yeah, what we give him the phrase. I, I won't disagree. I won't disagree. But I don't think... I don't think he's he's found the balance here. Let's 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 wait a bit. Let's Basil. wait a bit. Anything to add? Uh, I I do agree with Brian. I mean, uh, first from the question, it's a very manipulated question in in trying to make uh, the people think that Chelsea is, is Lampard is now performing more than he was before. I I disagree very much because like what Ben was saying. Lampard, he won against Burnley. Yes, like Nigel was saying, the type of play they had, they accrediting and everything, but it's Burnley. It's Burnley. You cannot pray. You cannot say that he won against the big team. Unless the win against Manchester United, the win against, okay, not Manchester United, those big teams, then we're going to say that. Okay. And then they end the uh, Europa. They played against, was it Krasnoda? Krasnoda or something like that. Yes. They won 4 0. I mean, that's a small team. I, it's, yeah. really, it's really, really too early for... He's coming up, yes, I must admit that he's coming up and he's... I don't know what what is needed now is a bit of consistency. And maybe if he wins the next five, six games to come, then we're going to say Lampard is coming up. The question will be very much relevant now. But for now, I think I think it's still a bit too early. But mainly, mainly point. That's the reason why Chelsea is probably up there now and there's a lot of confidence in those teams. 
I agree with you guys. I think Chelsea, yes, they looked okay. They looked good. It was a good performance, but we also have to take into account that Burnley haven't really been playing well for a, for a very long time. They are one of the worst sides in the Premier League at the moment. So it doesn't say much. We have to wait until they get better tests. But you can only beat what's in front of you. You know, they got Burnley. They had to play Burnley. They had to win that. They won that. That was okay. And I have to also, I, I, I have to agree with one other point, the Mendy signing. I think Edward Mendy is the most influential signing Chelsea made this summer. That's the that's their best signing so far at the moment. So yeah, that's true. I think this this question is concluded. No one is any. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Mendy, uh, uh, yeah. In terms of the best signing, I'd say it's ZH. I don't think it's Mendy. Mendy, guys, Mendy. We can't really say Mendy is the best signing because look, Mendy's a good keeper. We've seen that. We've seen that from the past game, right? Okay. But the confidence that comes with having a good keeper is natural. No matter what keeper you'd have put there, as long as it's a good keeper, it's going to give your backline confidence. It's it's something that comes with a good goalkeeping performance. Okay, yeah, but, I but get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. No, Nigel. But, but you also look at, guys, at the Manchester at the United game. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But what we're saying is ZH has played one or two games so far this season, yeah. right? We're still yet to see him in the same amount of games that Mendy has played. That's another thing. So we can't really say Ziyech is now because of what he did against in the what is that Champions League and now against um against Burnley, you know. But we've we've been able to see Mendy do his thing over the past six, seven, or whatever eight games that he's played, right? Um, plus, I also think it's a thing for Chelsea. It was a major problem for Chelsea. Chelsea didn't have a problem going forward. Chelsea were fine going forward. But the problem was the leaking at the last season considered 50 something goals. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And then you have a, a goalkeeper that comes in. As soon as he comes in, he has three or four clean sheets off the bat. I mean, there's no. Especially, especially. Uh... His impact is still especially came for, for someone who was uh, who was not performing so well. Kepa. Exactly. So I think is is a big influence. Okay, no, that's great, guys. I'm just gonna give you five minutes for the last question here. Should Diogo Jota start for Liverpool? I'm gonna start with Basil. Yes. Yes, I think Diogo Jota should start for Liverpool because okay, I'll give you an example. It's like um. It's like a disguised man of 2016 when, um, when he came to Liverpool, when he went to Liverpool from Southampton. He was 23 years old as well, just like Diogo Jota. And Diogo Jota is scoring goals. For now, Roberto Semino is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Of the band, Diogo Jota is coming. I think for now, Firmino is playing just out of his back, but with time, I really think that uh, Jurgen Klopp is going to move for Mino and then he's probably going to play those uh, Champions, Champions League small games and Diogo Jota is going to be started. It's been, it's been very, very good and I think it's going to be a great player for Liverpool as well, especially under Jurgen Klopp. Nigel? Firmino is a defender. He needs to get out. Jota needs to come in. <laughs> there's no... There's, there's nothing I can say. I mean... It's it's you you see it when 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 they play. I think for me, no, I don't know whether I can say 
he never really had goal scoring uh, abilities, but he had this thing last season and the season before that, if I can say, where he brought Mane and Salah into games with those little flicks and those little passes and ta-da-da-da-da-da. But now he seems like he's not really doing it. So why is he still in the team? <laughs> and he plays at CDM. So ah, take him out and bring Jota in. <laughs> Brian, defensive yeah. striker. <laughs> yeah. Brian? No, no, no. Uh, Firmino out. Firmino should be sold. Jota should start. I don't see why they're not starting. Firmino, Firmino is not a striker. I don't know what he is. He's not. A, I don't know. This whole defensive striker business does not make sense to me. You can't say someone is a defensive striker. I've never heard that in my life. I only heard that from Liverpool fans. But Jota should start. If Jota starts, uh, it is a big problem. It is okay. going to be a huge problem. Yeah, Firmino. Okay, the problem is that Firmino is a good player, yes. But the person who's competing for his position is doing better. We never used to say Firmino, Firmino this, Firmino that, but we're saying that now because the open just are We've always said I've Firmino always, doesn't get enough goals. I've, I've always said Firmino is a fraud. I do not even like that guy because he's nonsense. He's, he's being carried to titles like this. He's being carried to titles. <laughs> would, you, would you want Firmino at United? Now, they say free. Uh, bro, we don't want any <laughs> player at United <laughs> right now. We don't want any player with... We care very much about their career. Yeah, this is, this is a rare moment, guys, where we all agree. I think Roberto Firmino should just bench for Diogo Jota because if you look at his stats, I was looking at his stats this morning. He's getting worse and worse and worse each year. He's scoring less and less. He's assisting less and less. Even those passes he used to give Salah and money, they're getting less and less each coming year. So it's just getting worse. So I think he should just bench. And, and that's why you see that Jürgen Klopp is a very good coach. He somehow he bought Diogo Jota and and he performed me knowing that okay, he didn't know, he probably didn't know he knew, I don't know, that Firmino was gonna be something else. And now his daughter is in is only 23 years old, he still has enough time to 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 shape himself up. So I don't know. No, okay, I, no. I think he's yeah. always known. I think he's always known that he needs a striker that can get him goals. At least 15. Uh, guys, Firmino, Firmino is a non-starter, guys. Firmino is useless, guys. There's not even sugar coated. There's <laughs> not sugar coated. Because yeah, <laughs> no one would want Firmino in their team here. No one. Right now. They said Firmino free agent here, taking to United. United fans will riot. They will not agree. If you want. They will riot. They say Firmino free to United. United fans will disagree. They will riot. They will uh, not this take. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for listening mm-hmm. to us. Listening to these other three guys I had yeah, spew a lot of nonsense. They didn't say anything that was useful. I was the only one who was saying something that you can take with and <laughs> argue with your mates. I was giving you the right facts. These guys were giving you biased opinions all along. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be together again next week. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>